0: Welcome to the Ben Waite Podcast, where we're bridging
1: the gap between able-bodied and disabled people through real talk and real conversations from a wheelchair. Now, here's your hosts, Luke and Chris. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Well, this is uh, Chris.
2: Hi, Chris. Hi, Hi it's nice yeah. to meet you. Nice to meet you. And you're yeah. in Tennessee? Yep, yeah.
1: yeah, we're in Cleveland, Tennessee.
2: I never even heard of Cleveland, Tennessee.
1: <laughs> I, I never heard of it until I came down here. <laughs> <laughs> Island
2: the
1: dirty. Yeah. It's like a little suburb of a... So you know how where we went in Harbor County, like Edgewood? Mm-hmm. And then like Baltimore? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Like,
0: it's it's like,
1: like, Yeah, it's kind of like um the county, then you go to, you know, and then is like 30 minutes up the road.
2: Okay. So, oh, okay, I've been in Chattanooga. Trying yeah. To find out where it is. Okay,
1: cool, cool. So like I'm right up the road from there. I'm not that far from there. But so Okay, cool. That's how I try to describe it. To people <laughs>
2: That helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. What that
1: saying? Really helps. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I'm back in Edgewood.
1: I just are, mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually going I'm getting ready to go back there for a couple of days. Well, I think oh really right. mm-hmm. When? Uh, Wednesday?
2: Oh, oh. Like yeah.
1: now, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, um, not this Wednesday, next Wednesday.
2: Next Wednesday, okay. Okay,
1: cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm going to get ready to go down there because uh, Shaz, uh, Devin's wife, got a, a ceremony. And- oh,
2: I did hear that. Ebony yeah. told me that, okay. So I'm
1: going to go down there. I, it seems like I, I I don't catch Devin's like big stuff, but I always catch her stuff, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: and then they're, they're going to be moving soon, so. That's right. Oh. Catch them. Well, I can catch them here, instead of in Washington. So yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Ooh, that's a
2: long move. <laughs> right. yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, I'm digging it. But so you want to start? Yeah, Chris. Uh, yeah, we need to start. <laughs> you get some water. Are <laughs> oh, you good? So I always said record because we're gonna edit some things out. But
2: okay.
1: Is there anything like you don't want to talk about, like?
2: Oh, cool. I don't know what we're talking about, but I'm here for it, whatever it is. I'm
1: just going to have a conversation. I, I was looking at some of your stuff. I looked at your podcast. Okay. Um. So, introduce yourself.
2: <laughs> we started, we laughed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, I'm Renee Nicole. I go by Renee Nicole. Renee Nicole Gitson, whatever you want to call me um i am a podcaster i have a podcast called but god which i do with my friend sister prayer partner lillian shepler um and that airs every tuesday i have also a instagram live show that i do i never know where to look on these things here i guess <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> like do i look at me to look at child i look at the camera um and then the um The Instagram live show I do is called uh, "Name a Better Duo," and that will be premiering again April 30th, Friday, April 30th. I'm not sure when this airs, but it's every Friday, um, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's live on my Instagram. Um, And it pretty much I sit down with another person and talk about different topics. From it started out more of a faith-based show, and it still is grounded in faith. But I talk to I talk about finances. I had like a finance series. I called it the black wealth series. I had, a, um, I had a healing series for people that are going through trauma and all the different types of things. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And this time I'm doing a small business series. So I'm gonna feature people who have small businesses. So I'm excited about that. I know a lot of people during this pandemic have started small businesses. So I um, wanna highlight those people. And, yeah, that's about me in a nutshell, YouTube, anything social media involved, that's me. I do YouTube and all that good stuff. Um, but other than that, I just like to cook and eat and watch uh, movies. <laughs> I heard a that.
0: That's
1: I heard that. I know I was actually thinking about, you know, um, asking you a while back if you want to be on the show because I started looking at some of your content. Okay. And I was like, obviously, things you say, you could talk to you about for everything, but like people with disabilities and things like that, they definitely hear things that you were talking about. Yeah. Um a lot of I didn't go into a lot of things because I wanted to hear it from you like now. Instead of like hearing from your your um your show, but like being stagnant and talking about healing and things like that. Like
0: because
1: mm-hmm. people don't realize that like being in the chair, you need healing from that just for being in the chair or that having to yeah. on, on top of everyday life you know mm-hmm. what I'm people, people don't, don't
2: think about the mental <laughs> the mental aspect of it you know yeah. they think about the but there's a lot of mental healing that has to go on just getting over some of the things that you've had to endure
1: yeah sure. so I was like man I was like but I'll be doing this going to get me on my my shell a little bit so I'm like I don't I'm kind of nervous to ask
2: (laughs) oh please I I love stuff like this I'm as you can see from name a better duo I'm always highlighting people who are doing stuff on their own
1: because I
2: know how tough this is like starting a podcast is not easy just getting started is is a hard part and then actually like coming up with people with guests to have on and coming up with questions like it's a lot of work that people kind of underestimate so i commend and i a part and i support anybody who's doing what you're doing i love it
1: yeah for real for real so i actually listened to both of your um i listened to one of one half of the episode one day it went back on your podcast the black guy podcast
2: okay
1: i finished listening to it and i was like well i'm gonna listen to the next one um, and I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot I like how y'all, at the beginning, you have your little butt guide. Uh,
2: experience. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, I kind of want to be a part of that, so I'm about to answer <laughs> what's your butt guide experience today.
2: Okay. Oh, <laughs> wow. Today? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's see. Man, I was having a moment, like, you know, I moved back home with family, so at 30, almost 34 years old, back home with, under my parents' roof, and my little brother's here, who's 10 years younger than me, and it's, um, been an adjustment, you know, going from living on my own to coming back home, but Mm -hmm. it's been a good thing, you know, I know it was something I needed right now, I know it's something my family needed right now for us all to be close, um, but I was just in a, I was frustrated about some stuff going on around me, you know, (laughs) and a friend of mine called me out of the blue, you know, we don't, typically just talk in the middle of the day but she just randomly called me Facetime me and was just like just giving me just positive affirmations and just giving me just exactly what i needed to hear mm-hmm. to get me out of that like nitpicking <laughs> attitude that i had this morning so it really just gave me some peace that i needed you know and really got me out of that attitude so that was my butt god experience today god he showed up right on top <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what's up you right know <laughs> All right, so I do want to keep it on the podcast because I want to talk to you about about a couple things. But what made you um, want to do a podcast? Like, what made you want to do it? What was, like, how long have you known? I don't know how long you know your co-hosts.
2: Yeah, so Lillian, I met... So I've moved around a few times. Um, I moved from Maryland to Atlanta and then from Atlanta to Virginia. And that's where I met Lillian in Virginia. Um, I was a part of a small group at my church at my church there. And it's funny because I went to that church. I only lived in Virginia for a year before I moved to California. But I was like, I'm just going to go to church get my word and go home. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to meet nobody. (laughs) And then near the end of my year there, I joined this small group and it was one of the greatest things I could have done because of the relationship, especially that I established with Lillian. And we weren't even that, we didn't really talk a whole lot during the small group. It was after I moved to California. I reached out to her and she was like, you've been on my mind. And we just started praying like every week together and just like sending each other positive affirmations and things like that. Mm-hmm. and so we just been cool ever since like we just took a, a road trip to florida um, last month um so yeah and it was on her mind she had she came up with this idea of doing but god and when she was pre- when she was presenting it to me i thought she was like saying she wanted to do a documentary mm-hmm. where we would have people you know on the show who've had these miraculous but god experiences um she was like no i want to do a podcast i'm like well i've done a podcast before let's do it <laughs> Let's, let's bang that out. Um, and so that's kind of how that was birthed and um, yeah we just started because the first two it was just us kind of sharing but we've just started interviewing people um, who've had some like miraculous but God moments and so I'm excited for the people to hear their testimonies because I'm learning I've always been really um, I've always kept my experiences to myself and I'm learning the power of sharing your testimony and how so many what you go through is not just for yourself. It's yeah. for somebody else, you know. Like someone else is going through something that you have gone through, and you need to share so they can know that they too can get through it. So, yeah, that's that's what that is.
1: I feel that I, I'm always uncomfortable when I have to like, especially in the church scene, when I have to do a little testimony because oh, early yeah. age they're like, "Can hey, you just say something?" They're like, "I don't think I did anything." Oh, to say. sorry. I don't think I've did anything to have a testimony.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and you know now in my life I guess I can get up and, and speak and, yeah. and say something But I definitely dig that and I just love like doing a podcast <laughs> it gets you to talk to people you would never talked to
2: that part <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly like it really does and then it gets you to Hearing people's stories. I think I went to school for journalism and I never realized how much I just love hearing people's stories. Like I just (laughs) watch interviews all day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, getting to talk to people, like you said, that you never would Mm -hmm. and hear them share is really, really cool. I love it.
1: That's good. I'm hogging it up. Chris, you got anything to
2: say?
0: Well, dude, I did have a question, but <laughs> you already asked <laughs> it. Like, let me get in. <laughs> I guess I'll try to come up with something. No, I just, I know you're, you know, you're very spiritual. Everything I've seen has a very spiritual aspect to it, which I love because people need that positive reinforcement, those affirmations, and to know that there, there is a love out there that they can attain that not, no one on this earth can give. So I yeah. think that that's great. But what is your, If you don't mind, what's your spiritual journey been like? Has it been always been a soul part of your life or has there been ups and downs? What does that look like?
2: That's a great question, Chris. Um, It has been a lot of peaks and valleys for sure. Um, I was raised in the church. I was raised in a Pentecostal church, which is Christian, but it's very much like Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. jumping and shouting, falling out. Um, that's the kind of church I grew up in and I've all it's always been a big part of my life and it still is but I did go through a period I think just over the pandemic where I um no let me rewind I when I moved to California that was when I realized that I thought I had a relationship with God but I didn't really really know him you know mm. it took me getting away from everything I knew and just being by myself to like really like understand what a relationship looks like in comparison to religion. Mm. Because I grew up believing these these laws and these rules or whatever. Um, but learning relationship means that I can mess up, but I still have this relationship. It's an unconditional love. So it's not based on man. I messed up, I sinned. You know, it's like, no, I can call on him when I'm in the middle mm. of my sin, you know? Because I think a lot of people... They, they run away from God because of their actions or because of things they feel they did wrong. They feel like God is shunning them. And that's not the, that's not the God that I serve. <laughs> like he, right. he connects to us even more in the middle of our mess up. So that's what it's been like for me. And in this past pandemic or whatever, I felt really distant from God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I lost someone really close to me and like all of that experience, you know after praying and believing for something can make you feel like god where were you mm-hmm. um but god show me i'm still here you know and just as in any relationship we have ups and downs you know and you have to really put in work to keep that spark even with god you know so mm-hmm. that's what it's been for me and now i feel like i have the realest relationship ever you know like he's like the homie he's not like <laughs> this big you know like powerful being which he is but yeah. it's not, he's not so unapproachable you know what mm-hmm. I mean it's not just like religion for me like I don't know I just don't hold myself I don't I don't put this religion on a pedestal I put him on a pedestal so it's it's right. different now
0: and I think it's important you said that because I've actually had recent conversations with people that I know that have been struggling with their faith And, like, for me, before I came back to Cleveland this past year, like, I lost everything. Mm -hmm. And so when I came, I said a quick prayer. And I was like, it's time to go. I got to get up and go. But, like, this whole journey this past year and then doing this podcast and everything. But, like, for me, it was just, like, Jesus was like, look, if you want to live for me, if you want to be a part of me, you don't get away from all the religion, get away from everybody. All you need is me. I'm gonna take everything away from you so you can really know who I am. And I'm like, and looking like at the time you're terrified, your emotions, all that. But it's like, looking back on it, you're like, thank you. (laughs) Because I'm in the best place I've ever been. And like, I was telling somebody, I was like, once it clicked for me that you don't have to condemn yourself or beat yourself up anymore, there's freedom in that. You step outside of that religion, there's freedom. That's it. And that's what this means. Jesus is freedom.
2: That's a <laughs> whole word. Drop mic. That's
0: <laughs> what it is. Jesus is freedom. I mean, uh, you know, and so many people are struggling with that religious and it's organized religion that puts people in that condom, you know, just that box of condemnation. Yeah, that box
2: of condemnation. That's
0: it. And it's like, and yet, but it's hard because I've been on the other side of this. When you're on this side. It's like, you're like, come on, just get that breakthrough. Listen to what I'm saying. I know I've been there, and it's like you're just trying to get them to listen, but that's why you just got to pray for people at some point. Like That's
1: what I was going to say. You know? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, oh, I was going to say, I know... I'm sorry, I get fired. <laughs> yeah, I was like, playing double-dust which you. Let me get in there. <laughs> um, I know I, I deal with panic attacks. I get anxiety. A lot of my anxiety comes from church. You know, yeah. um, if you if you if you don't do this, you're going to hell. Right. This is hell. And I told God it's like I don't I don't love you because I, I may not go to hell because I love you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's fair. You yeah. I have not given the spirit of fear. So why should I, I fear that? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So but it's been hard for me because I I don't really go to church that much.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: of that, I, I took myself completely out of that. And I had to learn God outside of church, you
2: know. And and that's the best place, you know. I feel like the church is it's a it's an important piece because I know for me that's where the foundation was laid for me. However, I feel like my relationship with Him got even stronger when it was just me and Him, you know. Mm -hmm. For um, the last couple years, I worked Sundays, and then there was the pandemic, so I didn't go to church for like two, three years. It felt like I went just, I just started going back recently and it was in that period of time that I had to do this on my own. I couldn't rely on the pastor to Mm -hmm. preach a good word to make me feel good. You know, Mm -hmm. like I couldn't rely on the praise and worship team to make me feel a certain way or get me in the spirit or whatever. So I feel like that's the best place, you know, that's where you actually build relationship versus religion. Like we're talking about, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think that's just fine. I know, um, I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I hate hearing that because so many people feel that way. Like I do this wrong and I'm going to go to hell. And the Bible doesn't say that, you know, like <laughs> it never, nowhere does it say that. I feel like it just tells, it tells us we have to receive Jesus Christ as our savior. You know, that's what it tells us. And, and that's how we enter into heaven, but never once does he say, because you're gonna see every all of them disciples that walk with Jesus sin, you know, yeah. they they condemn God, you know, like right. they said they didn't believe. So, the, there's we need to we need to take that away because so many people won't go to church and don't believe because of that, and that's not the truth, that's not what's, what's real. What's real is we're gonna mess up, we are sinners, and that's why Jesus died for us, yeah. so that we can keep on living in spite of, right?
1: Fortunately for me, I never my love for God I never you know, swaggered or, you know, went away. Yeah, My love for people went away, though, for a
2: while. Yeah. So, That's real. You
1: know, trying to, I guess, create that spark again with God.
2: Mm-hmm. I had to
1: let people go because they can get in here and say some things no, to yes. you
2: know? absolutely.
1: But with that, and Chris can talk to you, because I play gospel music. My love for gospel music has came back. Mm.
2: Oh, yeah. And
1: even sitting over here with Chris, I put some gospel music on, like, we'll wait for a guest on. Yeah, I put some gossip music on the play. Yo. I like thought another love for like Kirk Franklin.
2: Yes.
1: it's funny because I will just to your podcast. You was talking about the uh, incident with the son. Laughing, <laughs> <laughs> you have your die laughing. Yeah, the Kirk
2: Franklin people sometimes.
1: Right, but <laughs> you
2: no,
1: know, I'm, I'm trying to get back there, and I don't know. It's that, I guess it's that healing part.
0: But mm-hmm. exactly, <clears throat> that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as that goes, as far as, like, getting back to that, like, for me, from my experience, it's just, if you really want to have a close relationship with Jesus, I think you need to pray for heart change, mind change, that he'll change your spirit. Like, for me, that's just what I've been doing lately, and he's shown me how easy he can just take stuff away, that you think is so hard to overcome, he'll just, it's just like a light switch, and you don't struggle with that like you used to. Right, So, like, people need to realize that when Jesus died on that cross, he defeated everything. There is no power that the devil has over you unless you give him that power. That's the only power he has. And you got so many. I was telling somebody close to me about this. I was like, you got so many preachers preaching, using the prophet for profit to line their pocket Mm -hmm. instead of actually healing people and making sure that their communities are taken care of. And that their people are getting the word and know the love of Jesus. That's the biggest, one of the biggest problems we have is all that. And then the division within the church, but that's a whole nother thing. But yeah. yeah. And,
2: and that division comes with religion. I feel like there's so much, and I respect religion because it's, it's so important to have like order and routine, you know, especially when you're new in your faith. However, Mm -hmm. I think that practicality is a lot more important as we go on living you know what i mean like a lot of a lot of these there's a lot of preachers nowadays that are actually teaching the bible from a way that people can relate to you know from from real life situations and i respect that because i feel like that's bringing in more young people who they're like i don't want to hear about moses and and such from way back way before my time tell me about this issue that I'm dealing with today in school with this little girl that's picking on me, or, you know, like these yeah. are the type of things that they need to, that we need to to teach to, to, to people because there's so much more that people are dealing with than just sin, you know? People are dealing with, like we said, mental issues, trauma, things from their past that they're like, where was God in this, you know? So yeah. I think that those are the things that we need to, I think that would bring more people Closer to him, rather than have them run away.
0: Exactly. I, I absolutely agree with that.
1: I do too,
0: one hundred percent.
1: So I'm on, I want—I don't know if it's whatever. I don't care. You—you <laughs> <laughs> you do um, all these like social media things, and you know the podcast, the YouTube. Like, what gave you confidence to do that? Yeah. Like, outside of God, outside of God, but like,
0: <laughs> yeah. What was it? I was going to ask that too. Good question.
2: Um, I think, I don't know if it's a natural, innate thing in me. Um, like I said, I went to school for journalism and I never knew, like my, my dream was always to have a magazine, right? Like Mm. I was in like middle school. That's what I wanted to do. And once I got to college, um, and once I graduated college, we were in a recession and a lot of magazines and print media were dying. Everything was starting to slowly move online. That's when like blogs were just starting to become a thing. Mm -hmm. And so this was in (laughs) 09. And so um, I just, you know, kind of left my dream of owning a magazine behind, got a regular job. But still, I started my own blog. And then that just kind of kept snowballing into other things. And I think moving to L.A. specifically and just seeing so being around so many creative people, like everybody's working on some type of project. You know, everybody's doing something in music or something in entertainment or whatever. That kind of motivated me. I think that I, I'm now looking back because I never L.A. was never in the, the plan for me. I always wanted to move to Atlanta and I lived there for three and a half years um but never LA like that just never was in the plan for me and now I see why I had to go there was just to be in that environment around people who were creating you know and just learning that you can just put stuff out there I used to think that I had to have you know a company behind Mm. me or like you know that I had to be so everything put together the best equipment and now I'm realizing all I need is my phone and me, you know, <laughs> <My> <laughs>
0: and girlfriend.
2: so, like, that's what's kind of giving me the confidence, and now that I'm home, I have more time, it's like, I ain't got no excuse not to do it, you know, like, I just want to put out as much content that I believe in as I can, so that's where that comes from.
0: That's so good, though, because I know we're, like, before me and Luke started doing this podcast, I always have like dreams and visions and all these desires. I knew I had all these gifts and talents, same with Luke. And it's like one day I told Luke, I was like, bro, we got to stop talking about stuff. We got to just do it. You got to just go for it. And it's like it's crazy you say that because I would always have an excuse. So why? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have this much money or this. Like it, mm-hmm. it don't. You can do this stuff with a phone. Like you said, it don't take nothing. To do hardly exactly. anything nowadays and you can make an impact like
2: that's been my motto in this season just do it you know because mm-hmm. i used to be a person like i'm not ready i got to do this i got to do that yep. and it all started last year when i started uh name a better duo and i think it was like july and god was like just put it out there he said just do it that's the worst i, I felt he was telling me because i was like no i need to wait till i do this and do that mm-hmm. and i've done it and it's gotten you know positive feedback and it's been that's been like I'm I'm in like a season of yes I feel like where I'm just saying yes to things and not just mm-hmm. saying later like I always do. Say <laughs> <laughs>
1: Justin can put you in some cool spots. Yeah, it
2: can. It, can. it really can. You never know how, who you'll meet and what you'll do. And I'm just learning. And that's another thing I feel like being in that creative environment taught me was the importance of collaborating yeah, okay. and just like networking and people. You know so.
1: So how's that? You've been creative being back in Edgewood. Like, how's that going for you? Um, Do you work with people out there?
2: I am starting to. It's funny because I've always said I'll never move back home. (laughs) And here I am back home. and It's just opening my eyes to how much talent there is here. You know, Mm -hmm. I've I've connected with some of my friends who are working in entertainment, you know, on the side or, you know, just doing their own thing. And I'm like, we need to come together that, you know, the, the things we can do together is are so much greater than what we can do on our own, you know? So, yeah.
1: I feel you. I mean, we're from the same place. So, like, mm-hmm. I re- I could join. I'm, I'm ready to do some things. And, yeah. you know, um, I just love it. But I, I would say I wasn't going to move home and I came close to moving back home. When Devin moved back to, to Baltimore, I was like, uh, I was starting to pray a little bit. I was like, should I move back? Because I think that I just wanna go back home. Like I just wanna be around yeah. my, my nephews and everything is mm-hmm. growing up. And then one day I was like, you know what? They they still military, they could just uproot.
2: And now they move into Washington.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny cause like a little bit after I said, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And I do when they hear this episode, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't know what I was thinking about it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought about it once I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Then I was like, oh, um, then I got the word that they were gonna be moving soon, so. Mm-hmm.
2: see that that was God keep
1: doing that. <laughs> and I never tried to do any of those things like that but I was thinking about it and prayed a little bit about it but I was serious I was like well they can be there we're from there yeah so it's not a place that I don't don't know I know people there exactly because yeah. I like sometimes being here in Cleveland, I'm like man I wish I knew people from like growing up like I was
2: yeah it's been different man because I really like I said, first of all you know being in LA the weather just is always nice and just getting through <laughs> my first winter here again was yeah. like oh lord you know summer can't come <laughs> um, but it's just been nice to be able to like call my best friend and I can get to her in 45 minutes you know in comparison yeah. to a five-hour flight you know so yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's been cool it's been different because it's been a pandemic so I haven't been you haven't seen a whole lot of people but at the same time it's been nice just to be to know they close by. you know yeah i got you Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: what's up i want this noted i will not be moving back home to any of my family members where are you from chris (laughs) well god i'm from all over the place no i grew up an hour north of chicago in this small town and then i moved to tennessee that's where i went to school and then met luke and then I've lived in Houston for like the last eight years in the Houston area.
2: I hear Houston is nice. I've never oh, been. Oh,
0: I love it. Now, I moved back to Houston for sure. I love that place. There's so okay. much down there. Man, I, I miss Houston. it. It's hot though, right? I love it though. I love hot weather. I don't want to be cold. I feel you. Same. Yeah. yeah. I
1: need to go somewhere where it's hot all the time. Dealing yeah. with
2: snow again. I was just like, man, it's cold a lot this winter. Like, mm-hmm. Y'all got to get it. I was like, you came back, and it came back with a vengeance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, here in Tennessee, it doesn't really get – it gets cold, don't get me wrong, but the snow part, it may snow a little bit, but yeah. – Yeah. I like, feel like
2: it's perfect. perfect. Tennessee's probably, like, perfect weather. I guess humid, I'm sure, in the summer,
1: but – Yeah.
0: It's yeah, but even cold. then, it's not too bad. Like, I, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm.
1: I pretty much wear a hoodie um, all the time in the wintertime. <laughs> you know, for the most part, it's still cold. But I, I I still for yeah, my like, it it nothing like it. Dry, So it ain't nothing <laughs> like dry, I bet.
2: <laughs> nothing like it. I feel like it's probably similar to Atlanta. And my first winter in Atlanta, is snow, but it was like some baby snow. You yeah, know, yeah, that's
0: basically what we get. Is very similar to that
1: because mm. we're like we're like two and a half hours away. Yeah, we're depending not. how you drive.
2: Okay.
1: From Atlanta, I go down there sometimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. Just chill out, but.
2: Mm-hmm. I love the I feel like I'm a Southern girl at heart. So mm-hmm. that's why I feel like I'm probably going to end up back down South Atlanta or somewhere.
1: When I got down here, I was like, oh, it was different. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, uh, I found it like a little happy, happy place. So.
2: Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit slower.
1: I'm yeah. Sure. I think, now I do want to move somewhere else from Cleveland because I've outgrown Cleveland itself But like, Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to stick it down here in the South, though.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: blame you. I did like, I listened to a little bit of your episode of series called what it was on stack, being stagnant. Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit more about pretty much being stagnant because I think a lot of people need to hear about that Um, kind of being stuck. but you were saying like, keep going. Like, I got to like, just be consistent. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to talk a little bit about yeah. How to not be stagnant
2: mm-hmm.
1: or yeah,
2: I know for me, so one of the things we're talking about mental issues and things like that and I was going through I was in a little rut, you know, feeling a little semi depressed and I feel like part of that for me was just a lack of productivity, you know, and just feeling like stagnant. Like where am I going? You know what am I doing? And for me, I had to come up with a a routine. Now, I'm not, I don't necessarily stick to this routine every single day, but I like to have in mind, this is how I start my day, you know, so I do like to start off my day by, you know, journaling, writing down what I'm grateful for. Um, and, you know, listening to some worship music, some gospel music. That's how I start my day. I like to do a little workout. And that just gets me up and moving. And then whatever I have for that day, I have actually, I have it right here in my little planner <laughs> that I um, will write down, you know, just the things, the key things that I need to work on for that day, whether it be like, that was my YouTube channel that you watch this series on. So whether it be recording a YouTube video or whether it be recording a podcast, like I like to know what I need to do, whether editing the podcast, uh, what I need to do for that day to make sure I'm getting it done. I think that stagnancy is a, it's a mental state, you know, I think that a lot of the time we, we get in these, these bruts, you know, we're getting a little pit and we can't get out of them because of our mental state, Mm -hmm. you know, and for me producing, like there's so much power and fruit, like in seeing something that you, you poured into come Mm -hmm. to life. And like you know, I'm sure you know. Like when your podcast goes up for that week, it feels good, right? Like I put it in does. the work, I edit it, and and now, I gotta, I know.
1: gotta stop you on that. We don't edit.
2: <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Even I, better.
1: I don't have, I don't have the patience to edit, and he don't. We tried to do our first episode. Oh and, God, it took us, and, us and hours. Just, yeah. It was, it was stressful. Twenty minute one, like and it took 20 us minutes hours. So we like, no, I can't do this.
2: It's so stressful. I believe me, like I wish I could have but <laughs> I'm like it's, it's a lot. I come I completely agree you got to carve out hours just in case, you know, I just actually, that's what I was doing before I got on here with y'all <laughs> and I was posting it on YouTube and then I saw something was wrong. Like now I got to go back and edit it again. And I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, that, those type of things, you know, but it feels so good once you put in that work and it's done, yeah. you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so those are the things that I've been trying to do more and um, making sure that, you know, like whether or not I'm, I'm doing the same thing every day that I'm consistent, you know, consistency for me is everything. It's the key to really getting into a a good space, you know, like I really want to just be mentally healthy and mentally Mm -hmm. strong. And that starts with being consistent for me. So that's what I've been trying to do. And some days are better than others. And honestly, I've noticed the days that aren't the greatest, the next day I go harder because of that, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's that's what that looks like for me.
1: I, I know I I get in ruts. Even now I do get in ruts. It takes me a minute to even get out of bed sometimes. It's mm-hmm. not
0: like
1: me being lazy. I just mentally I just can't do it sometimes.
0: And,
1: yeah. Um, it's not bad now because I don't work, so just like I have that luxury to do it sometimes where I could just yeah. sit in bed and just get my mind right. Because mm-hmm. uh, I had worked at Walmart for a while up here, and it got real bad. That's the reason why I kind of. It was, I was having a hard time at Walmart. And yeah. then I was going through a time where I like, I think I was just getting depressed. And I just couldn't get out of it. And, but I'm a little better now. But I was mm-hmm. just like in a rut. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. So, yeah. but now I have the, the space to do that. And I could just take a day if I want to.
2: And that's important, you know, and knowing that I need a day, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we think, like I said, I'm, I'm saying be consistent, be productive. But some days I tell myself, no, today's a self-care day. Mm-hmm. And that self-care today might mean I'm laying in this bed until <laughs> <laughs> 12 o'clock, you know? <laughs> uh, that's okay. You know, I feel like that's, we are in, and I, I think that that's a big reason why we got, allowed this pandemic to happen is because we are in such a go, go, go society, you know? Right. That we never take the time to stop and enjoy things, and that's one of the things I've been feeling the need to do is stop and enjoy, stop and celebrate. Like it's okay to find pleasure in life. Like we don't always have to be thinking about the next thing. We don't mm-hmm. always have to be thinking, you know. I have to work, work, work. You know, like I hate that mentality. I can sleep when I die. No, I'm gonna go to sleep tonight. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, I'm alive. While I'm, alive. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna get my rest. You know, and whatever's not done today, it'll get done tomorrow. So it's being consistent, it's being having that routine, but it's also knowing that I need some time, you know, I need some time to myself. So I commend you for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you don't know what people be going through, you know, like you really, this is a whole other topic, but like, I just think about you, Luke, I remember you, to, you were always one of the funniest people to me. I remember coming to your job one time and I can't remember what you said, but I was like crying, laughing. Like, Luke, you would think that Luke was just always just happy-go-lucky because of how funny he is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, we don't know. Sometimes, no, I get depressed, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm not feeling the best. And we need to be mindful of that in each other and check on each other and things like that. And just when someone's on your spirit, you know, just shoot them a text or like, hey, what's up? You know, because that mm-hmm. can really lift somebody up.
1: And I try to do that too. Um, check on people I haven't talked to in a while. Like, look, I know we ain't talked in a while, but mm-hmm. try, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's that's one thing. Now I don't do it all the time, but I try to and, be better with that.
2: Exactly, and even if you don't get to shoot them a text, just send, send a prayer up. You know, just send mm-hmm. a prayer up, and it might lift them up.
1: Because I'm I'm a, I'm gonna wake up. I wake up in the middle of the night and think about somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how I, when I have somebody in my heart or something like that, mm-hmm. and I do. I, I pray because I have that, that background to pray, that's what they tell you. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. If they're in your especially in the middle of the night, it's just out of nowhere. Yeah, they need you, they need your prayer for sure.
1: So, I definitely will, you know, pray for that person mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. So, um, I've always said that, and i am always wanted to do that. So,
2: mm-hmm. that's good. I love
1: it. I had a thought, but I I usually to? forget a couple thoughts so much.
2: My- <laughs> Can I ask y'all a question?
1: I was going to ask you another question, but oh. I lost my train of thought.
2: I said, "Can I ask you one?" Oh, yeah. So, what did it look like for you guys? Like how how did you guys have the conversation and the idea of your podcast, and what did that look like creating it?
1: I'm going to tell you, I I was on board already. I should say, Chris, let's do this podcast. We always had it kind of mapped out. Mm-hmm. we're going to yeah. talk about wheelchairs well, I was like, well I'll just say wheelchairs but disabilities mm-hmm. let's talk about how it was growing up um, dating confidence uh, self-worth mm-hmm. we're going to talk a lot, a lot about all that stuff because I feel like for me I didn't get my confidence you know until I was about 29-30 years old mm-hmm. You know, and I'm 36 now so mm-hmm. and I say and I tell people when they, when they um when they ask that question i say i can't go back and tell my 15 year old self that's going to be all right that you still have the best life you can have right but i can tell somebody that's going through it now that it's okay just keep
0: going
1: yeah and i mean i could say more but that's pretty much what it is for me. yeah
0: and then for me like i just knew like like i said earlier we had to do something so he kept throwing that idea out so i was like all right you, you want to do this? We're going to do it. we we'll are stop talking about it. We're going to do it. We cut that first episode. I mean, it's been history ever since. But And it's just been going great. But for me, like, I've always been, I just realized over time that, like, I've always had people tell me, like, I'm great at talking to people, great at encouraging people, motivating people, like, being positive. I had my days, you know, but for the most part, pretty positive. And so it's just, you just realize those are your gifts. And, this, and I've always wanted to be able to encourage people on a bigger platform and reach people and show people love and then, you know, bring my faith into that as well. So the podcast is a great way to do that.
2: Yeah, it's a, an excellent way to do that. And I listened to your episode with the young girl that was 12. Is it Chloe? Was that her
0: name? Yeah.
2: yeah. And just like, I was like, man, what a rewarding experience to be able to talk to this young girl. Mm -hmm. you know about your experiences that's like we talked about in the beginning of the show is everything about what you go through is not just for you you Mm -hmm. know that you're able to bless her in that way because man like like you you can understand I'm sure Mm -hmm. some of her experiences and how she's feeling and I just see how you know I have friends who became you know who went through similar experiences at a later age, you know, like I have a friend now who has an autoimmune disease, who's in a wheelchair and that happened to her in her thirties. And my dad, he's in a wheelchair and that happened to him in his fifties. And it's like, they need that support from someone, you know, like this is brand new territory for them, Mm -hmm. you know? So like to hear from someone who's gone through these things and has experienced this from a young age and is overcoming it and like, you know just doing amazing things, I feel like that really Man, I can only see how far this is
1: gonna go far. I believe that. I, I'm grateful for that. It was it was a pleasure to talk to that little girl. Well, young lady. I'm sorry to say it. Little girl, okay. <laughs> young lady. <laughs> um, it was cool. Um, she has a YouTube channel already. I love it. And like, I can't wait till she grows up and just see what she's doing. Cause I'm 35, just starting. 36, just doing this. She's 12 years old. Got a YouTube channel. Doing no. all this at 12 years old. Now, obviously, we didn't have that when we were growing
2: up. We didn't have that. Like,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I, I will say that disclaimer, but
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: she's doing stuff at a young age. And so the sky's a limit for her. And That's
2: mm, the limit.
1: When I, I would just like get goosebumps when I was listening to her on her YouTube channel, just yeah. talking. And I was like, hey, she's got it. So,
2: yeah. I love it and just her outlook you know her Mm -hmm. positive outlook at 12 years old you know that's a blessing to see and I feel like young girls are gonna see her I'm like okay she's vibrant she's full of energy she's full of life Mm -hmm. I can I can be that way too you know like I can be greater than this this disability like you Mm -hmm. know like I can still be a a great and fun kid you know so I love it
1: and the earlier you can get that
2: yeah yeah Yeah, I'm sure yeah
1: and like I said, yeah, there's a reason why I do it, because I think in school, I was probably the only person in a wheelchair pretty much at the school, mm-hmm. and, you know, at Jabba I think, mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of other guys, but people been in a wheelchair at the school, yeah. so um, I didn't really get that, so I'm like with y'all able-bodied people, so it was like, it was fun, but like, there were times where it's like, you feel left out, because... Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: obviously you can't do everything everybody else do
2: exactly so um and as a kid other kids don't understand that you know mm-hmm. like like i said we just saw luke as fun and funny and like you know but we don't know exactly what you're experiencing internally you know mm-hmm. and for now for kids to have outlets like youtube and mm-hmm. other things that they can go and see other kids that are going through what they're going through And saying, you can still do this. You can still, you know, I think that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, it is. But I was gonna ask you um, you said you had a friend and your dad, Mm -hmm. you know, those happened to them late in their life. Well, not late in your life, but, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: How was their um, attitude about it at first? Like, Mm -hmm. I know it was an adjustment, but like, are they adjusted now? Because that's getting a new identity. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Um, There's times I know that my dad struggles, especially when he sees my mom having to go do stuff that he normally would do, cut the grass or, you know, things like that. Um, And there's moments where it kind of like eats him up. But I'm really, really pleased with how well he's handling it. Um, Just how upbeat and he's always been a silly, goofy guy and he still very much is even more (laughs) so now, I feel like. Um, so I, that just, you know, that warms my heart to see that he hasn't lost that. Um, again, there's times when it's hard, you know, um, but he's really adjusted in a big way. And with my friend, I think the same with her, um, there were moments where I can t- there were dark moments for sure. Um, Cause I think, you know, she was, you know she was living by herself um, and it happened to her like Oh well, that's so weird. She just texted me, um, <laughs> um, but she was living by herself and it just happened to her. And like, it did really abruptly, um, same thing with my dad. Cause he had a stroke, mm-hmm. but um, just having to, you know, be independent and then moving back in with her, her mom and, you know, it's mm-hmm. definitely been an adjustment for her, but the revelation she's got, she's, in, she's gotten super close with God and like the revelation she shared with me is just like next level. Um, so I'm actually going to have her on the butt guide podcast next week um, so yeah it's just um, I'm motivated by them you know I'm motivated by them because I'm like to have something snatched from you so abruptly that you never prepared for and never were warned about I can only imagine how that can eat you up mentally um, but they're handling it you know pretty well and with stride so that People need to hear that. People need to
1: see that. Yeah, awesome. you're, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Because I want to say, you know, I've been in a wheelchair pretty much my whole life. You know, yeah. so even though I did a little bit of walking, I'll still use a chair too. Yeah. So it was always in my life. So when I see people, you know, I, I feel for them because there's going to be a whole nother world for them. And I mm-hmm. actually, it's worse. It's still worse than, I won't say it's worse than what I have, but yeah. like,
2: yeah everybody's situation is their situation so you yeah. can't really put weight on it but it's still yeah it's rough you know
1: but like yeah having a life and then yeah like you said being smashed from me
2: mm-hmm. i didn't
1: really have that so it's just like i don't have to deal with that part yeah because it's my identity already it's mm-hmm. not my identity but it's my identity.
2: it's right right mm-hmm. yeah for sure no but like honestly because i think you know I feel, like I give them the liberty to be upset, you know, and to be frustrated. Cause I feel like you have every right to be, you know, like you have every right to be frustrated. Like why me, you know, but they don't, they, I am proud of both of them and that they don't stay there and they don't, you know, live in that place of why me. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing to me to
0: see for sure. That is,
1: that is. You just want to say something?
0: No, I wouldn't, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> all right.
1: Chris. <laughs>
0: I mean I can knock it out of comment if you want. I mean, I've been yeah. in that place of why me. I spent a lot of years there. I mean, yeah, Especially in mean, my no younger person. days, you know. It took me a long yeah. time to get over that. A yeah. long time. Well,
1: why don't you why don't you do your why I me then? Eh? Go talk about your why me.
0: Wow. What is my I mean, if I'm <laughs> over it now. It's just as a young kid, <laughs> you, do, <Yeah. laughs> you get it snatched away. I mean, I had the ability to walk with a walker. I knew eventually like I could tell something was coming. Like this was wrapping up. I could feel it. You know, nobody around me could really, they could see something was wrong, but they just, a lot of people just assumed I was being lazy, but I was like, dude, I'm i am like, I'm struggling here. So I've been in a wheelchair since I was 16. Yeah, 16, so it's been a long time now. But it, I mean, you spend that time of like, why, you know, its I felt like I was losing more of myself and more independence, but really I gained more independence every time I just became more confident I saw oh man I can do all this this and this and then like when I came off to school I was like we were rolling around town doing whatever I mean it it gave me more independence and you just realize that stuff and so it's like you think you're losing but you're really gaining more at least for me and so it was like okay I'm good you know yeah
2: yeah like when I the stuff that my friend she travels like she is very into like her upkeep and like mm-hmm. those just um, the things that she's continued to she still continues to be herself and I think that that's important you know in in her keeping motivated and staying positive and I, I love to see that.
1: Yeah for sure. That's just, uh, I'm trying to think I'm not going to wrap it up soon uh, but I'm trying to think of any other questions that the exit that I've heard I don't know. I just like the conversation.
2: It's been a fun nice <laughs> conversation.
1: Yeah, I know. it's one thing I I, I was I like the uh, what is it, your co-host? What is her name? Uh, Lillian.
2: Lillian.
1: I do like the fact um, y'all was talking about when a doctor said something or the nurse she was talking about the nurse mm-hmm. said it was with headaches or whatever, like night fevers or something like that. But she's like, no, like it's something else. And the doctor came. And was like. Like, it's good that you know your body.
2: Yeah.
1: I just like that because we need to, like, just don't stop. um, I'm sorry. My brain (laughs) is working faster than my mouth. (laughs) 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 We need to push the limit on certain things. If you feel uncomfortable, we feel like something's not right, like, yeah, that sounds right, but no, I think it's something different. Like, just don't take it because they had training that you know your body exactly keep pushing keep fighting for
2: that yeah that's one of the the greatest things i've been learning and especially through the podcast um is just the importance of not taking the doctor's word as the final saying we just had a a lady on last week and she um was pregnant she got pregnant at 41 and um She was swelling up really badly and she called her doctor and was like, I think I need to have a C-section now. And he was like, no, it's too early, blah, blah, blah. She kept pushing for it. And had she not, she probably would have died. She ended up going into heart failure and the baby was fully developed. The baby was like eight pounds, but it was her, you know, firmness in saying like, no. I know my body. I'm living in this thing. Something ain't right. Like this baby needs to come out of me, you know? So I think that we need to stand up for ourselves. I've been watching a lot. I don't know why. I love watching like birth shows and stuff like that. <laughs> and there's this, one, um, there's this one woman who um, that I watched that she had a natural birth. No, I think for this, she had three kids, but for the first one, she didn't have a natural birth and she almost lost her life. And there's a lot of issues that are, pertinent only to women of color that Mm. the doctor just wasn't knowledgeable about, you know? Mm. And so that's why it's important for us sometimes to fight and say, you know, this is what I'm experiencing, this isn't right, you know, because our body might respond differently than someone else. So Mm. there's certain Mm. things that you just can't just take any old say, you know, like you have to, for your life, your health, you know, you really have to fight for yourself. So those are some of the, the topics we talk about on Butt Guy that I love, love discussing.
1: And now is it like specifically for women, or do y'all are you do others?
2: It's not, and I, that's what I was like. Well, I hope people don't think from this first topic that we're only talking to women. If it, it, yeah. it's
1: cool if it is, because I'm still gonna listen to it because okay, I I enjoy I enjoy like hearing about it. Yeah, but I was just like I didn't know if that was just a target audience. No, no, hey. it's
2: not because we we'll, we'll talk about other things. I'm sure. The ladies will probably relate to some of the time. To- I mean, we're, we're both women. So there's going to be a lot of topics that might just be specifically like mm-hmm. we talked about women issues the first episode. Um, but we hope that everybody listens because it's important that men understand women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that um, everybody can relate to and kind of enjoy what we have to talk about. I hope. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm like. Right. Look, I'm still going to listen to it because. Right. It's knowledge, and knowledge is powerful right. Yeah,
2: like, I like to hear stuff that men go through that I don't understand, mm-hmm. relate to. Like, I'm just interested in, in learning, you know, so I think everyone should be.
1: That's right. awesome. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's about, yeah. mm-hmm. we might have to have you on some more because I, I enjoy talking, having conversation with
2: you. I had a yes, great yeah. time, I would really <laughs> love to come back.
1: But uh, before we go, and I got a couple of questions to ask you.
2: Okay.
1: So, five people dead or alive that you can have dinner with.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I'm still in this. I love that. Question. <laughs> I love, I told you I'm obsessed with watching interviews, and there's certain yeah. questions that I pull from people. I'm like, hey, I'm stealing this.
1: <laughs> I, stole, I stole it from somebody. I love okay. I'm a big <laughs> I stole it.
2: <laughs> okay. Five people dead or alive that I'd like to have dinner with. Oh man. Okay. I got, I'm a comedy person. I love comedy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to knock three people off right here. Dave Chappelle,
1: cool.
2: Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Those are my three favorite. <laughs> um, so I just love to laugh. So just to be able to sit, I feel like none of them are necessarily Dave Chappelle. Maybe I feel like Eddie and Murphy, probably Eddie and Martin probably are not people that like would just sit and make you laugh in conversation. I think they're just performers. And I think that they really are good on stage or on TV and movies. But I just would love to sit and pick their brain and tell them how much I love them and how much they help me in life. Dang, yeah. Kevin Hart too. I feel like they're all going to be comedians. Okay, so all four of those are comedians. But have
1: you have you heard this on um, Kevin Hart's podcast?
2: I have. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I'm enjoying his podcast. Um,
2: the one with the guys?
1: The comedy, the comedy gold mines. Kevin Hart, he, no, he interviews, he's interviewed uh common comedians. Shut Awkward. up. Yeah. That's what
2: I'm fitting to do tonight. Okay. <laughs> I, I
1: definitely enjoy because, and then you, you learn a little bit about, well, Kevin's a cool dude. Yeah. So, like, they talk about Kevin. Like, a lot of guests on there. Mm-hmm. Like, you just understand how cool of a guy he is. Mm-hmm. Um, that Kevin is. And I'm not going to say too much because I want you to watch the show because yeah. I enjoy watching the show.
2: Let me tell you, a period with my life when I was really just not good in a good space mm-hmm. i listen to kevin hart almost every day and he pulled me up out of that thing you know so <laughs> i would love to just sit with him and just let him make me laugh all day <laughs>
1: yeah, for real like you'll you'll definitely enjoy this podcast you uh, know he talks about kind of re- reinventing yourself to like him and steve harvard they talked about that like everybody's not gonna think you are funny and so you can't do stand-up comedy for so long till you gotta do other things like Mm-hmm. constantly reinvent yourself and mm-hmm. i'm trying to take that advice like yeah what can i do outside of the podcast so if somebody gets tired of hearing me talk <laughs> i got another um, another thing i could do
2: right exactly that's that's good i feel like all my people all my five will be comedians because the the fifth person would be we have to resurrect bernie Mac. i love bernie Mac. oh, yeah, oh yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Well if we got some more people I mean outside of comedy, you can you can listen to them. it's our show, we can break the rules.
2: Okay. <laughs> and who else? It's funny because the everybody that think, those are like my favorite entertainers. Like when yeah. I think of, I like music, but comedy is just my my thing. Like I would probably sit and listen to them before I would turn on some music. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, who else would I pick? I do love. So when we talk about gospel music, my favorite gospel singer is Fred Hammond. I think I would would love to give people their flowers. So maybe that's why I choose these people because he's got me through to his music. So I would just love to to just kind of praise him all night and tell him how much he's meant to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like Fred uh, Hemming. As a teenager, I listen to Fred Hemming a lot.
2: Yes.
1: So I definitely agree with that. By the way, what church um, is your home church in in Asuola?
2: So I just started going. I've gone, I'm two, I'm two episodes. See how much TV I watch. I'm two uh, two uh, what do they call it? Sermons, two mm. services. I do go to church, I promise. <laughs> 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 I'm two services in. I've been going to the epicenter. You know, they changed that. Um, I don't know how long it's been since you've been here. I think it's been like seven years that they changed this little area where um where Ames and all that used to be mm-hmm. across the street from the Ville, they yeah. turned that into a church. The
0: okay.
2: Um, it's Mountain Christian Church. They just have different campuses and Edgewood is one of the campuses. So that's the one I've been going to, but I grew up in helping hands ministries and churches. Oh, well,
1: I uh, was, I don't want to say that.
2: Um, Bishop Tate on
1: Yeah, Tate, yeah, I was going to say Tate, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I know, I know who that is. Um, I went to New Destiny Evangelist New Destiny Evangelistic Ministries with Pastor oh, okay. That? Um, well, I was going with them when they were in uh, Edgewood High School the oh, cafeteria okay. in 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 which um, uh, college? But I think they have an actual church now. Okay, that's where we used to go. Yes, mm-hmm. years and years ago. <laughs> yeah,
2: like Helping Hands. I I was like five, I think, when we first started going there. Wow, I'm a teenager.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. All right. I don't know what we talking about
0: now. we talking about her dinner party.
2: I have oh, got a full <laughs> comedian dinner party going on <laughs> <there. laughs> <laughs> We eating good over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bernie, Fred Henry. Oh, you said Fred Henry. Is that it? Is it wrapped
2: yeah, it up? That's all I got. I, I, I think it's just gonna be me and the the comedians and then Fred can sing us something at the end. <laughs> all
1: right. So you are very first podcast like media any media anything so i want to ask you like who's some of your favorite like what's the word to say people you just listen to like podcasts like youtube people anything Mm -hmm. like who's like give us like four or five
2: it's crazy because as much as i love sitcoms and tv i think i watch youtube more than i watch anything and then Mm -hmm. i listen to podcasts when i'm sitting here working so my top podcast so my top like social media influencer, entertainer, whatever is Kevin on stage. I think he's
0: yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He's so
2: funny and the things that he's been able to accomplish, I feel like he's the comedic Tyler Perry almost and mm-hmm. that he's been able to do everything on his own. Mm-hmm. He got tired of, you know, having an audition and, you know, hearing notes. So he said, I'm going to do my own thing. And that's like, that's what I want to do. That's why I started Renee Nicole productions, which I haven't really talked about. Cause I'm just like in the, the birthing stage of that. Um, but so that I can help other people. He, he's put a lot of other people on. Um, mm-hmm. So I love watching all the stuff that he does. I love listening to his podcast with his wife, Melissa. They have a podcast called The Love Hour Podcast. You
1: want to check that out?
2: Yeah, they talk a lot about relationships because they've been married for a long time. But then they also talk, they'll have like health people on, they'll have like financial people. Um, so I really, really enjoy them. And he's a hopeful. <laughs> um and then when it comes to youtubers i love to um Deval and kadeen ellis oh. and they have a podcast called dead ass which is um just them talking about marriage and all their issues and stuff okay um and then who else do i listen to um love hour Deval and kadeen Now i watched our youtube I watch a lot of people on YouTube. I have a lot of friends who have YouTube channels. I watch their stuff all the time. Um, I watch. Sometimes I just like watching little, like Adrian uh, Houghton, Adrian Balon. She has a YouTube channel. I will watch her stuff. Um, sometimes I'll just turn on somebody's channel to go to, to sleep. So yeah, like <laughs> those that. are my top ones. I think the Love Hour podcast. Like, you know who? Uh, who else is hilarious from Baltimore? Just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious to me. Like she's <laughs> another one. If I need a pick me up, I'll go to her Instagram and just watch her silly videos. Yeah. She true. has a podcast now too. Um I can't think of what it's called, but I do. It comes out on Wednesdays. I listen to that sometimes. She's so funny to me.
1: That's what's up. Yeah, I like her. She's on that. Man, I wish I would kept that show. She was on it with um
2: Lil yeah. thank Yep.
1: Yeah. Because my mind was blank. Yeah.
2: Yes. I and can't I think, think of the name of the show. Or what's it called though, real? I don't know. I can't even but, yeah. remember, but I L'Oreal L'Oreal love that
1: L'Oreal show. I'm bad it's not all.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, as you can see, I just love a laugh. So I'll think comedy
1: <laughs> is over here. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel that laughing is very healthy for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it
0: is. So one other question we'd like to ask is what is your greatest fear in life and what is your greatest accomplishment so far?
2: oh man I knew I knew I wasn't gonna get out of here (laughs) I should have known um my greatest fear and my greatest accomplishment so I guess I could say my greatest accomplishment is just getting to here like getting to this place like we talked about this whole show about my relationship with God and it being just authentic and not being anything that I was taught because for a while, I feel like it might have been just religious and mm-hmm. how it was taught, but to the space of just me and him, and it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. That's my greatest accomplishment. My greatest fear. <sighs> um, My greatest fear. I must be fearless, because I can't think of it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Oh, shit. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't say it's a fear, but it's really important. Like, family is really important to me, you know, and I think I've learned that even more within this past year, Um, the value of family. So, I just, it's really important for me to, like, keep my family unit strong, you know, and keep us together and just, like, I feel I feel like that takes a lot of work like like we talk about relationships needing work like family relationships I feel like take even more work because you don't choose mm-hmm. those people you know yeah. <laughs> those people that are just given to you so yeah um I think that that would be the thing that I I am most that I work on the most that I want to <laughs> work on oh and say fearful so I kind of skated around that answer. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was pretty good. It was
0: smooth. <laughs> and then finally, just kind of what do you want people to take away from this conversation?
2: Mm, be okay in being you. You know, I think that the world puts a lot of pressure on us. The church puts a lot of pressure on us and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. But accept who you are um I think that one of the things that holds a lot of people back is their insecurities and you know just not feeling like they're enough and you are enough you know Mm -hmm. anything that's in you is something that needs to come out of you you know any ideas you have anything that you say oh this would be a good idea do that thing you know you're capable the idea didn't just come from you like it came from a greater source and because it came from that greater source you're not doing it on your own. You know, he's going to back you and give you the strength that you need to manifest that thing and see it come to life. So just do it and do it in your full authenticity. And yeah. That's so
0: good. Man, that's so good. <laughs> we thank you so much for coming on here thank and talking with guys. us.
2: Thank you guys. This has been fun. This has been the highlight of my day. I needed this. We um, appreciate so that. I would love to come back. I, I applaud you both for what you're doing. Keep it up. Don't let nothing stop you. Don't let nothing, you know, keep you from doing what you're doing because people need to hear what you what you have to share.
0: Thank
1: you. Yeah. All right, man. That was a cool episode. I really enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really good. Thank you again to Renee for coming on and talking with us. Man, what a great conversation.
1: Yeah, those conversations I love, man.
0: Yeah, so much value.
1: Yeah, so much value. But... We're going to, uh, I don't even know what to say. going to call I think it, we're it
0: all talked out. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah, you <we> did <laughs> a lot of talking. So uh, we thank you all for all your support, all your love, all your encouragement, your prayers, whatnot. Keep on supporting us, keep sharing everything. Uh, check out our Patreon, check out all of our links, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, just keep spreading the word. Until the next time.
1: Oh. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Then Wait Podcast. If you believe in what we're doing, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast and check out our Patreon page. Don't forget that you have worth and value. And if you are ever in need of encouragement, feel free to connect with us on our socials.